so welcome to another podcast. Um, there's some strange noises. We've got cats meowing. We've got the washing machine, washing mountain bike stuff. And we're eating pheasant backs and yeah. salad for dinner as it's been a pretty full weekend. Quite. Um, we did a 12 mile ride um, around Awenda, which was supposedly on, well, it wasn't supposedly, it was on greens and blues. But the blue trail, I think, has not had any maintenance for probably two or three years. And then after we got back, I looked back into the history of it and it probably hasn't had any proper maintenance for maybe five years. Oh, really? Um, and if we lived up there, I definitely would make that my pet trail to go and, you know, deal with or look at, I think. Um, and if anybody feels like doing it, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Tenanch Loop. Toanch. 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 Yeah, maybe. It's the Toanch Loop. Um, and if you park at the 771 Champlain Road Tiny, um, there's like a baseball court and dog walking area you don't have to pay and then you can kind of access the woods there and the blue trail starts on the left it's really hard to see the start um, it's pretty much straight away into like what would you say 15 meters yeah, you go across a horrible sandy oh i forgot about that part st- you go road baseball area road horrible sand trap that you kind of stop him um and then a left fish tail through when you're on the blue, this blue trail. Um, and I think if you do the blue trail the entire circuit, it's about uh, nine kilometres or something. 9.4 kilometres. It's pretty flat. There's lots of little rock things in there. And somebody gave it some love at some point because there's some old features. features yeah. And then... There's some green trails that um, are shared, and there's a couple of lakes you can kind of get quite close, quite close to that are quite interesting. Interesting, Fair Lane Lake is one of them, and then the other one doesn't appear. Is it part of Georgian oh, Bay? Kettles Lake and Fair Lane Lake. No, they're both. Oh, we didn't quite make it out. But if you carry on, you can make it out too. Is that Georgian Bay? Yeah, you can get out to Georgian Bay. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, what did you think of it? I thought it was fantastic. Um, definitely, at the beginning, whew, we almost gave up and turned around and aborted mission because it was so overgrown and not marked at all. Um... But then once we kind of got going, we tried again and got going, and I loved the um, the bushwhacking <laughs> and not being able to see anything that I was going to hit or ride over rocks and roots and branches and 
the trees down does, you know, I guess at the beginning, if you're just trying to get going and every two minutes you're getting off to carry your bike over a huge tree can be annoying. It's maybe less annoying when you're halfway through your ride and you have to do it six times, but say la vie. I find um, it annoying at the end when I'm tired. Yep. And there was definitely another uh, session of that. But I just, for me, I was like, this is glorious. <laughs> like, absolutely nobody, no one around. Um, and I just, yeah, I felt like I was properly bushwhacking in the middle of nowhere. And I quite liked, quite enjoyed that experience. It seems that when you go two hours anywhere from here, number of people significantly decreases doesn't it like an hour there's often quite a lot of people but two hours suddenly there's you know a lot less people yeah fair enough um i think also the lack of maintenance on that trail was probably a factor yeah <laughs> we had a cool woodpecker that either it was the size of a bear or, I was going to say Godzilla. <laughs> or it had a very hollow tree because it made a lot of banging noises. Um, I've never heard a woodpecker peck so loudly or, you know, such an echo from whatever he was pecking on. No. And then there was the other super cool bird that, did you ever identify or not yet? yet? The black and white. I think he was navy. But... Kind of robin's eyes. That we saw at the start. Mm hmm. No. So, some very cool birds. It's fair to say that the mosquitoes are back out. Yep, stopping ain't so much fun now. Um, it's a bit of a panic to get going before you. before they find you. Although, <coughs> I don't know if it's a state of mind. And I'm probably going to be proved wrong. But I, um, I got a bit today. I, I'm trying to adopt a new philosophy with it. Because what normally happens is I get bit and then they itch and I scratch them. And they swell up and then they're not very pleasant. So I'm now treating it as a bit of a game. And I'll talk about what, we did, what I did today in a minute. But I was in the woods. I got bit for quite a long time because I was going down a hill and I could see it stuck on my arm but I couldn't move my hand because I've had to stop and that's brutal yeah so I squashed the mosquito but the point is is you know in the past I would have been all itchy and swollen up but I've just ignored it and I mean it's done what yours do look they just disappear if I don't itch them so I'm trying a new philosophy but we'll see I expect in a week I'll be Covered in welts the size of dinner plates because I've got all itchy. So, so um, yeah, so we did the blue trail out towards the lake and then we did the Wendell Trail, which is like a big green wide walking stroke cycling trail, which was also quite pleasant. Yeah, I was going to say, though, anywhere else you did that, could be kind of boring. It would be kind of fine, but there's like chair-sized boulders in the um, easy trail and quite a lot of routes. Um, 
all of the elevation, all of the climbing is gradual, which I quite liked yesterday because I picked up some cold and uh, coughing and spluttering. So none of it was particularly hard yesterday, but I mean the trail riding is hard if you're not used to that not knowing where you're going thing but none of the climbs were hard but there were some two significant downs that I actually I was thinking about those two really enjoyed one that came out of nowhere the one that we were on the bushwhacking trail yeah that suddenly it's like a big flowy yeah. downhill trail and it was fan it that was so fun it's like I think especially because of the factor that you can't really see where you're going and then at the it's end dangerous <clears throat> but yet not yeah. Like, all very manageable. And then came back down Kettle Lake Access Road, which is not a road, um, back to the car park. And I don't know what your feeling on that was. Well, you said your arms were itchy. Oh, but I'm a weirdo. I just get that when I go down down a long, a long hill that's... Um, Rudy or rocky or like when there's vibration it makes my arms feel itchy do this right you might think that the kettle lake access road is like an easy stroll easy ride out but it's not i mean i let i didn't really touch my brakes but there were some big old rocks and boulders and you could certainly come off and hurt yourself if you didn't know what you were doing and if you didn't realize they were chair-sized boulders under those leaves so I think it's fine but just be aware that it could be it's not a green in my opinion I suppose is what I'm saying um, so yeah <clears throat> so that was that um, yeah so the main reason we went there was because Jessica had a hot tip that there might be morels and you can talk about the morale story well, you found them. I don't know if it was a hot tip. We've known for several years that there is they have been known to be up in Awenda near the provincial park there and um my sister lives up up in that neck of the woods up in tiny township and um she did direct us to in fact she even sent exact coordinates which i thought was quite sweet um but we were unsuccessful at her coordinates however when we popped out of um which trail was it one of the green ones after the blue actually i don't want to tell everybody our spot can't do that i mean Anyways, we poked out into... Onto a road off of the... Onto one of the main roads in the park. And um, I wasn't even necessarily looking at the minute. And boom! The first morel mushroom I have ever found. And I've been on the hunt for... This is year three. And then very quickly I found two more. Bang, bang. And got my hopes up very, very, very high. <laughs> and 
off we went to the secret spot and found absolutely nothing along the way there and or on the way back. So I was quite sad, actually. <laughs> I was quite childlike about the whole scenario, like a five-year-old pouting because <laughs> I didn't get enough candy. Um, but new day and uh, I'm very pleased that we at least got to find a couple and we had them for breakfast today and they weren't small they were delicious and i shall the quest marches on i uh shall try again so we think we're a bit too early which i would have thought that we were too late um, but i think there's a lack of rain and then there needs to be a wet spell Really? As you'll get the mosquitoes really biting. Um, and then some humidity. And everything is super dry. Like That's All the right. trails are dry, the leaves are dry, everything's kind of It's dry like crunching over ice, actually. Yeah, so it's too dry for this time of year normally. So we think that's the problem. Um, so we might have to do a another dash there's some more trails up there that i wouldn't mind riding or even doing that again knowing what we're getting into not feeling ill that's true there was two other uh trail centers that we rode in the winter time up there that were also excellent quite excellent and one of them in particular i recall saying that would be fun in the summer yeah i wonder if there's morales there i wonder this is the thing now is there morales so Always a hunt for something. So, it was a long day yesterday. We did, it's a two hour drive there, an hour and a half back. We Two hours back. Two hours back. We, um, yeah, I discovered Tim Hortons. Holy smokes. Um, that was a highlight of the day. They make scones for the English people. Tea biscuits, they call them. How the hell a scone made out of pastry and flour can be a biscuit, I do not know. But anyway, um, tea biscuit. What would you rate that out of ten? That was an excellent scone. Nine. Holy shnikes. And actually... I'm blown away that you would rate a that ten, scone. A ten would be my grandmother who could make excellent scones. And is in my dad's mother, not anybody else, like... It's one of her skills, cheese scones and fruit scones. She was. I have had the Tim Horton scone, maybe not for like 10 years or something. But that one was fresh. I would not rate it a nine. I would say it's not bad. Um, Maybe a six is what I would rate that. A, f- a fruit scone with currants in. And I would actually even argue that the Tim Hortons, them calling it a tea biscuit, is more accurate than calling it a scone. Let's not get into the English language. However, you on another note, what I would rate from Tim Hortons as a nine... <coughs> Excuse me. ...would be, we have discovered Tim Hortons does a pretty darn good Americano. As long as you crank the shots up. And again, coffee, everybody has their own taste. This is for my taste. I have no interest in a medium roast. I want it dark, sludgy, thick, and burnt. Um, which some coffee connoisseurs may not agree with. Hey, there's a Anyways, great brand. That's my taste, my business. 
But the Tim Hortons double shot in a small cup, black, that's a solid nine. Yeah, I would agree. So um, so we <clears throat> we discovered that, and then... <laughs> so that's a new one, for me, anyway. Um, when I can't find you, I'm going to know where to look. So we, uh, <laughs> we drove back, and then... Yeah, it was a fairly uneventful evening, wasn't it? We started laundry at almost midnight. I'm still doing laundry, and it's five o'clock the next day. Yeah. Different laundry. Uh, and then this morning, our two amigos... Uh, Kitty cats? The two boys, yeah, started uh, shenanigans because they were hungry at like 5.30, and then... I think by eight o'clock or nine o'clock we threw the towel in and got up and then I went to Centennial, which we've talked about before. I don't need to talk about that again. Um I had quite a nice time, there was nobody there. I think everybody was having Sunday dinner. And because of the lack of uh morales, you went looking for Present packs. And found some. Yeah, I would I would say at least ten pounds. So same weight as whatever Seymour weighs. <laughs> That's how I Um So yeah, and that pheasant back season supposedly is the same time as the morel season, but it doesn't seem that the morels are in the city, so well we haven't found them. But more to the point is <coughs> Is the process that you have to go through once you've found said mushrooms. Yeah, and I'm halfway through already. I'm on fire tonight. So do you want to talk a bit about that process? Which applies to all of the mushrooms, really? Yes, but something quite beautiful about about the pheasant backs is that if you're careful the way that you collect them, uh, because they do not grow from the ground... You can save yourself a lot of time later on. Your future self will thank you if you, yeah, are just careful with the way you harvest them and place them in a bag with, you know, not grabbing any leaves or dirt or anything. Bark, actually, more to the point. And um, pretty much cleaning when I get home those, I have almost next to none to do. Which is not how I started, let me just add that in there. This is a few years later, I'm learning as I go. But generally I use a a little brush or um, a toothbrush and some mushrooms are require a lot of time and are quite tedious to clean, such as the three little morels that we found yesterday. Even though I was quite careful, I thought, um, they were growing out of gravel of all things. There was still, we found a little bit of grit in them because they're very um, pitted on their cap. Um, so, and quite delicate too. So, I mean, gosh, and then there's the old, don't even get me started on lobster mushrooms and cleaning. <gasps> Woo! Sorry, that's the people that live upstairs that seem to find it impossible to be quiet if you hear something that sounds like an earthquake or a thunderstorm. Um <clears throat> I guess the one thing I've realised 
uh, is that the more we can do when we're out, the better it is, really. Particularly if we have the car with us, then yeah, the more cleaning out in the field, the less grit and dirt and bugs we bring back in. Yeah, because then that's only step one of the process. And then it's like, well, now what are you doing with them? Because they can't, they're not going to be great to hang out for a severe amount of time. I think everybody kind of knows how mushrooms don't hold up super great in the refrigerator. Although, I mean, I do have a couple of tricks and tips for a little bit of help there. But, um, I mean, you know, like any fresh food, you kind of need to either dehydrate, freeze, cook. Yeah do something with it so it's a bit of a process but uh um yeah i'm pleased to say of the my santa santa claus sack full of (laughs) dryad saddles today i'm already halfway through which is yeah an achievement for a sunday evening maybe we do a bit more on the mushrooms once we find another batch somewhere so anyway so a wender that is what this was essentially about definitely worth a visit i will put a link in um we did gopro some of it today but i'm not sure how to make that available i'm not interested in making it available for everybody so just putting it on youtube um i might do something if People request a link. I will see how I feel. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, there's an email address associated with the podcast. So if anybody's really keen to see where we went in Wenda, then we I had a lot of footage yesterday. Share too. a link once I've edited it, which is the other part of it. So yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. And next time, anything to say? Peace.